Holy Spirit, you are so welcome here. I pray that every word that I say today may be inspired by you. May you use my tongue. May you use the words that I use. May you take root into hearts of people today. We give you all the honor and glory. Amen. Awesome. So, oh, very loud. I love it. So, guys, we are unfortunately busy with our last installment of the Make Space. It's our last session today. It's our last week. Oh, I'm so happy that you guys are feeling the same as I am. So we had, we had three pretty, pretty good weeks, yeah, incredible weeks before us. We had, just to have a quick recap, is it load shedding? Probably, no. Okay, so, so um, we had week one, we had Gareth say, he, he preached to us about me, my stuff, and God. And what we, what we learned there is that everything that we have is not our own, it is His. The Lord up there that makes us faithful stewards to steward what he gave us. Second week we had Murdoch. Remember the awesome apple that he had? Guys, this is, you, you guys need to go back to that session. Also what stood out for me with Murdoch was that our finances can be in rebellion against the Lord. Week three, also Malcolm headed out of the park. He spoke about the joy with more or less. So all of this is on YouTube or Facebook. You guys need to go through it again. If you maybe missed some of the sessions, it, it follows up on one another incredibly. Today we're doing the better blessing. So I have so many times heard someone that came to me and said, if I could just have a million rand, you know, it's normally the guys that play the, the lotto, if I could just have a million rand, you know, all my problems will be so far away. It's, 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 and when I, when I asked them that, I'm like, okay, what would you do if you win the lotto now? What are you going to do? The first things they start saying is, yes, that car I saw there, that, uh, that new BMW, oh, oh you know what, I'm going to upgrade my iPhone, this is, this is the old one, I'm going to upgrade that, or you know, that, those shoes that I saw the other day. So it's a lot of stuff. It's actually what the guys are saying is, if I could just have a million rand to spend, that's what they're saying. And we, we so many times we heard this saying that money cannot buy you happiness, Awesome, thanks. <laughs> Money cannot buy you happiness. But there was actually a Harvard study done, and they found that it can actually buy you happiness when you give it away. <laughs> they tested, it was this Harvard Business Review uh, study where, where they, um, Harvard, Harvard Business School did a study. It was this professor called, let me get his name right, Michael Norton. So what Michael Norton did is he went and he, he interviewed about 600 American adults, just to see their spending habits and, 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 and uh, what they do with their money. And what he found is that even if you have minimum wage or if you have quite a big salary, everyone feel equally blessed when they gave it away. How beautiful is that? So the thing is, yeah, is if he just went to the Bible, he would have uh, already had the answer of his thesis. The Bible says in Acts 22 verse 35, you guys have it maybe on the board. If you don't, no problem, I'm going to read it. for. Okay, cool. So Acts 20 verse 35 says, You should remember the words of our Lord Jesus. It's more blessed to give than to receive. It's more blessed to give than to receive. You might be sitting here saying, Hey, um, it's easy for you to say that. Just give it away. I 
don't even have food in my house. I don't even have, you know, I'm, when the money comes in, it disappears all of a sudden. You know, it's like all the debit orders just use all my money. And the, the thing about that is it's such a reality, guys. There's so many of us that don't have margin in our finances. Uh, every week when we sit and we have light group, there's so many people saying, you know, just like I, I, I sat with someone the other day saying, I don't know where the money is going to come from. She's got debit orders that's just going off. Um, even, even her workplace is just deducting money from her, and she don't know why. She just has to sign for stuff. There's so many of us going through so much strain, and there's so many, many of us in so much debt. Guys, the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's what he's been doing with a lot of us in our finances. A lot of us has been struggling. I, I, I remember I had this, this uh, uh, one guy that came to me, and he said, I, I need a breakthrough in my finances. Can you assist me? So what I did is I sat with him. I said, okay, come, bring me your budget. Bring me your, uh, what, what your bank statements. He said, budget, what's that? <laughs> so I had to sit with him. I said, okay, do, do me a favor. Let's say this is your monthly, this is your income. These are your expenses. What are you going to do with your, with your expenses? How, how does it work? And we sat and we sat, we categorized everything. Um, I helped him with that. But the first thing I said is, you need to tie first. Whenever you get money into your, into your account, tithing is a biblical principle. And he said, but I don't have money. I said, you make, you make space for that. You make money. You have to tithe. So he went and he tithed. And I don't know why, but it was so quickly. In two weeks' time, Crazy. Two weeks' time, all of a sudden, he had this contract from the mines, and he was well off. It was a big contract. I was amazed. And the thing about that is, about two months later, he just disappeared. He forgot about the Lord, forgot about the church. Five months later, he's back again. I lost everything. <laughs> and he lost it because he was busy with shady business. He forgot the Lord in his finances. He wasn't honoring the Lord in his finances. There's a lot of us that's in so much debt. Guys, will you be able to, to play a video? Hey, we can do that. Okay, okay, shut up. Okay, not, not now, not now. Um, there's so many guys in debt saying, I feel like it's a noose around my neck. I feel like, you know what, any time now, I'm just going to lose it all. I've got this, this fear, and I'm so trapped. Let's see what the, what the Bible says about, about debt. It says in Proverbs 22, verse 7, it says, The rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is slave to the lender. It's crazy. You might be sitting there saying, Hey, but uh, man, this is not the Middle Ages anymore. Guys aren't slaves anymore. Uh, okay, I just want to tell you, if the bank calls you and you missed a few payments... You're going to go, oh, yes, sorry, where can I? Oh, no, 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 it was a misunderstanding. And a lot of times, we have so much credit card debt, and it says MasterCard on it. Who's the master? I, I wonder why they call it MasterCard. You know, you, 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 whenever you miss those payments, it's like you are in debt and you are fearful there's a hold on your life. And we're going to pray today. I'm going to, I want to give you guys some, some practical examples 
uh, and let's, let's break free. Because we need to flourish. That's what our Lord wants us to do. He wants us to have breakthrough in our finances. Let's quickly watch that video that uh, I discussed. This is Craig Grishel, and uh, let's quickly watch that. What I'm going to show you is what finance legend and my good friend Dave Ramsey calls the debt snowball. This is the absolute best and fastest way to get unstrapped and to free yourself from the bondage of debt. What I'm about to cover with you is one of the most important things that you can ever learn about your personal finances. Are you ready? Let's do it. Look at the bottom of your notes and let's attack this together. Here's what we've got. This is an imaginary list of our debts, what we owe to others. In this sample list, you'll see the different people or businesses we owe listed in the first column. In the second column, you'll find the amount that's owed to each one. You see, we owe $450 to Lowe's for the power tools that we always wanted, $650 to Target for the cute top, the belt, the earrings, and the hat to match, plus the ketchup Oreos and pickles and all the other things you crave when you were pregnant. We also owe $1,600 to our parents who let us borrow the money to replace our air conditioning unit when it went down, and so on. In the third column, you'll see the minimum payment. This is the minimum amount that we're required to pay each month, and we've been faithfully paying the minimum, but we are sick and tired of being strapped. So, what are we going to do? Again, what we're gonna look at is something that could change your life forever. Here's what's going to happen. You're gonna find an extra $200 a month. Now, you're probably thinking, where in the world am I gonna find an extra $200 a month? And that's a good question. I don't know the answer to the question, but you will find it. You'll get very, very creative and find $200 extra a month. If you have to take a second job delivering pizzas, or if you have to eliminate your satellite television, or your mobile data plan, or start brown bagging it, or skipping your $4 daily dose of overpriced caffeine, or whatever, you'll find $200 a month. And what you do with this $200 a month will change future generations. Here's how it'll play out. Let's start with Lowe's. We owe them $450. Your minimum payment, remember, is $50. Now, you'll pay them $50 and add to it the $200 that we just found, totaling $250 a month. And within a matter of only a couple of months, Lowe's is gone. Bye-bye, Lowe's. We'll never have to worry about that debt again. Now, we're gonna let the money start to snowball away the debt. How will we do it? Now we're going to attack Target. We've already been paying Target $30 a month. Now we're gonna take the $30 and add to it $250 a month. Now you may ask, where'd we get $250 a month? You remember, we just freed up $250 a month because we paid off Lowe's. Now we're gonna take that $250 and the $30, and together we have $280, and guess what? In just a matter of a couple of months, Target is gone as well, and the snowball is starting to get bigger. Now, let's take our parents. 
we're paying them $200 a month. We'll add to it the $280 that we freed up because we no longer have to pay Lowe's or Target. And now we've got $480 a month going to pay off mom and dad. Again, in a matter of a few short months, mom and dad are paid for, they're happy, we're happy, and we're gonna take this money and let it grow every single month and apply it to the next debt that we owe. Starting with the smallest amount of debt so we can knock it out and going piece by piece down to the largest, we're gonna pay off all of our debt with the debt snowball. We're gonna wipe out everything we owe but the house. Now, how will this benefit you in the long run? Let me show you something that is really, really amazing. If you just continue to pay minimum payments, like so many people do, if you're taking notes, write this down. It's going to take you 120 months to pay off your debt. That's 10 years before you pay off all this debt, and that's assuming you don't take on any more. Now, watch this. If you do the debt snowball, your payoff time is not 120 months, not 10 years, but instead only 21 months. That's a difference of 99 months of not paying any debt. Can you say, wow? Now, buckle your seatbelt and get ready for this. If you take $1,110, now, where do we get $1,110? If you look at the debt we just paid off, you freed up $1,110 a month in debt payments that you no longer have. If you take that money and invest it at 8% for that same 99 months that you would have been paying off your debt, at the end of that time period, guess how much money you'll have? You'll have $153,000 $992.30. Check it out. In most parts of the world, what will that buy you? That will buy you a house paid for in cash, totally debt-free, including a house in only 10 years. You can do it if you'll get crazy with the debt snowball. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continual debt to love. We don't serve money, we serve God. Money serves us as we serve God. If you live like no one else, one day you can live like no one else. Yeah, let's give him a applause. Um, so guys, I hope I didn't bore you with that. I hope you actually took that and you understood that. Because you need to get serious if you want to get out of debt. We need to get serious if we want to say, I want to be that person that leaves money for my children's children. I want to be that person that gets out of this. I want to stop whatever's gone wrong previous generations. I'm going to fix that right now. It's not impossible. It's quite easy. I'm going to do another illustration for us as well. Um, let's use this here. Where you act at the moment... You might have your expenses every month. You guys can see this. It says expenses here. Okay, cool. And as we said, you have to have your tithe that you pay. You have to 
if you get a thousand rand, as an example, just get the cash out here. Here we go. If you get a thousand rand, how much is your tithe? Hundred rand, yes, okay. Well done, you guys didn't fail math. That's it. Hundred rand. Normally, most of us are sitting in the situation where we say, okay, I, I paid my tithe, there's nothing else left, it all just goes into all my expenses. There's debt, there's expenses, it all goes in here. So let's get creative like we just saw in the debt snowball. If you start trimming on your expenses, maybe two-minute noodles for a few days isn't that bad. Maybe, maybe that, uh, that, that, that package that you had or that internet, you don't need a 50 megabit speed line, you need a whatever, you, you need a smaller one maybe, and you will still survive, it won't kill you. Maybe PP boutiques is not that bad. Maybe there's a few things that we have to change in our life to say, listen, we need to trim a bit here. So to do that, you have to have a smaller bucket. There we go. There's your bucket now. This is your expenses. And in your expenses, normally what me and my wife, what we would do in the, in the beginning, the card that you use, it's like it, it never stops. It just, you just tap. It just goes. So what we would do is we would withdraw the money, the salary. We have it all in cash. When we have it all in cash, we say, okay, now we're going to say, this is our expenses. If it is for the school fees, if it is for, for um, the rental, we're going to take envelopes and put the money into that. If you go into pick and pay, let's say you have 2,000 rand. You're not going to spend more than 2,000 rand. Even though if you see so many specials, you're going in pick and pay, and you're just going to spend 2,000 rand. If you have a budget, stick with it. Okay, this is just some examples. To do that, so let's say we trimmed, a, uh, we trimmed a bit. The next step would be we need something for a rainy day, an emergency fund or some money that you put away. Let's say that it is 3,000 rand, it's 1,000 rand, whatever, whatever is comfortable for you. So the money that you saved, let's say 200 rand, goes into that, and the rest goes into expenses the next month. Now, very soon... All of this is paid up, You're, or this is full. You, let's say you wanted to save up to 3,000 rand. So you've got your emergency fund saved up, 3,000 rand. There. What's your next one? Debt. We just saw the debt snowball. Now every month, your money goes towards your debt. Guys, if your debt is paid off, some of it is like 25%. I sat with so many people. And they're thinking they're paying it off. They're just paying the interest. Every month. Their lifetime, they will be slaves to whoever, if it's true with, or... And whenever they just think, hey, but I already paid so many money over, there's, there's a gap there. I can just go back to true and, and buy more. No. They just pay the interest. The minimum payment to pay the interest, not even, even capital. So we need to get aggressive. And we need to get debt out of our lives. Look, there's, there's a difference if it's debt maybe for a house. That is, a, that is an asset that's growing. There's a difference. But your debt, that's like 25%, 22% interest, that personal loan that you had to get that one month, this needs to be paid off. So let's say in a very soon, short while, just like in the video, debt paid off. What's the next one? I'm just looking through my buckets here. <laughs> there's one more somewhere. There we go. There we go, there we go. 
investments. Because you want to put money away. You want to maybe for your kids' university fund, or someday you want to retire. Because Sasa just ain't enough. Guys, we need to be crazy serious about what the Lord wants in our life. So if you say, I'm going to put money away. Let's say it is. Now you have all this money. Now you paid off all your debt. Now you've got extra money every month. What are you going to do? Are you going to go and increase your expenses again? No, no, we're not going to do that. We are going to put money away for investment. But when you have more money left, just think of this. You can actually, when the church has a hope in a box project, you can give towards that. You can give money away. You can be that friend that assists someone else. Or you can be those people dropping food parcels because you paid for it. You can give money away. Just imagine how that would feel. If you, let me just clear up here. The enemy wants to stop you. And he wants to strap you. He wants you to be confined and feel like you're hopeless. And I know a lot of times when people come to the front, they need, they need breakthrough. Or just, 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 a, just a promotion. Or a, how about we start being faithful with, with what the Lord has given us. And going forward from that, you start saving. What does the Bible say? about finances. We see we have a generous God and He wants us to be generous. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10 to 13 says this. I'm going to read this and oh, you guys over there, you are amazing. Thank you media team. I, I really appreciate you guys. So verse 10 says, For God who gives seed to the farmer to plant and later on good crops to the harvest that, uh, for harvest uh, that, crops to harvest and eat, will give you more and more seed to plant and will make you grow so that you can give it away. Thank you. You guys read that. Give away more and more fruit from your harvest. That's our life. This is biblical. Verse 11 says, yes, God will give you much that you can give away much. And when and, and when we take your gift to those who need them, they will break out in, in thanksgiving and praise to God for your help. So two good things will happen as a result of your giving. Those in need are, are helped, and they overflow with thanks to God. The other thing is, those you help will be glad not only because of your generous, generous gift and, uh, to themselves and to others, but they will praise God for the proof that your deeds are as good as your doctrine. Just imagine how many of us, if you, if you think of it, this is all biblical, how many of us can think back or think of just being that person, helping out someone else? Maybe someone was that person to you. Ah, yeah. Let's give. <laughs> Thanks, guys. There's light. <laughs> Maybe someone was that person to you. I remember a story 
I, I want to tell you a story. I remember a time in my life, um, me and my brother were staying with our dad. Man, it was, it was a tough time. So we didn't have food in the house. Sometimes, you know, the, the bread ran out. And my grandma heard about this and her heart just bled. And she would, man, she would cook all of a sudden. She would make food and then she would just rock up there and say, I see your pussy. And now, guys, for someone that's a teenager and is quite hungry, that <laughs> was a big blessing. <laughs> and I remember going through that. And if it wasn't for my grandma being there, I don't know where I would be. Would probably be alive, more skinny. <laughs> but then I think of generosity isn't always just money or stuff being given. It can be your time and investing into people. And I remember my grandfather would sit with me and he would teach me how to work with money. He's, 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 he would teach me the tricks. I would say, hey, do this. And just the, he was my mentor. The time that he spent with me, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be where I am now. Now imagine you being that person one day, the one giving away, making extra food, and we go bless someone. Maybe, maybe, maybe helping someone else out. Just imagine it. Maybe you are one of those people. Someone gave you a chance. Someone saw the potential in you and they hired you maybe for a job. Maybe someone brought food parcels to you at a time when you went through a tough time. Maybe someone offered a place to stay for you when you didn't have a place to stay. We don't know your story, but you want to pay that forward one day. You want to be that person that gives. Generosity is a lifestyle, guys. Proverbs 11 verse 25 says this, The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. And it feels amazing if you are that person that's able to give to someone else. It feels amazing. It, feels, it is life-changing. If you are someone that gives towards someone else, it's, li- it's changing in your life as well. I remember me and my wife, we would watch this documentary, uh, Minimalism. It was about, hey, we have so much stuff to be, that we're hoarding. And uh, we, we, we took a box and we went to our cupboards and we said, listen, there's just so much clothes. We're just going to take a lot of it out and say, I don't know when last I, wear, I, I wore that. So I put it in a box. Two, three months later, I didn't wear that stuff again. I didn't wear that clothes again. So we gave it away. Guys, it might be you moved from one house to another, one apartment to another, and there's still boxes, and you never open that after a year. Maybe that's a sign you should be giving it away. Maybe there's stuff in your life that you can get rid of and bless someone else. There's a spiritual currency there. There's, life isn't always about stuff. There's the story that I heard the other day about uh, the one-ticket missionaries. Now, what these guys would do is they would, they would sell all their stuff and they would go to a foreign land to do missionary. One-way ticket. But before they did, before they went, the last things that they had, they put it in a box, a coffin. And it's kind of like a funeral then because they're telling people, I'm not coming back. 
I'm going and I'm not coming back again. Because they realize that life isn't just stuff. There's so much more to life. And one of these guys was A.W. Mole. I'm just going to read this. Was one of those missionaries. He set sail to New Hebrides in the South Pacific, knowing full well that the head hunters who lived there had martyred every missionary before him. Mullen did not fear for his life because he already had died to himself. His coffin was packed. Just imagine that. Not fearing death. Going into the mission field knowing that you're going to die. You're not going to go back. Just, just imagine that. For 45 years, he lived among that tribe that loved him. When he died, the tribe members buried him in the middle of the village. What did they say on his tombstone? When he came, there was no light. When he left, there was no darkness. How powerful is that? Guys, even the early church, they would go out of their way. They would sell all their belongings to help people out of slavery. Remember back in the day, people were bought like, like property. So they would sell all their possessions and, and get people out of slavery. And then when that didn't help, they would sell themselves into slavery to go get other people out of slavery to preach the gospel. That's powerful. Life is so much more than stuff. Your, finance, your finances can help you achieve Maybe grow for prosperity for yourself. But there's so much more that you can do. And that should be your heart. It's not about, hey, I just want to be more wealthy. There's a bigger picture to life. And when you die, all of that stuff goes to, that's, you, you're not taking it up to heaven with you. So we serve, guys. We serve a God that is generous. We serve a God that's a giver. He gave us His only begotten Son, Matthew 3, verse 16. Jesus died. But He didn't just leave us there. He gave us the Holy Spirit. He gave us the Word. He gave us the breath in our lungs. He gave us food on our tables. He gave you those beautiful children that you have. And He gave you everything. He could have just squashed it all when we were in rebellion. And just say, game over, start the project over. No. He loves you so much. He sent his only begotten son. So our God is generous. And we won't be where we are today if it wasn't for God and his generosity. For his love towards us. I don't know if you guys uh, know what maps are. <laughs> it was before you had the GPS and the lady of Google Maps shouting at you because you took the wrong... There, there was maps. People would take out a map and physically read and then realize they have it wrong side up. Or <laughs> It was so many times a fight between my mom and dad. <laughs> so back in the days, maps always had north because that's where the compass points towards north. But in the Middle Ages... The maps were actually pointing to the east because Christianity influenced them so much that they would point to where Jesus was, was crucified, to Israel. 
I want to ask you that question. Where's your map pointing? Are you pointing to Jesus in your finances? Is your life pointing to Jesus? Is he your true north? The band can, up, can come up so long. There's, there's two types of people here today. Two types of people I want to pray for. The first is this God that they're speaking about that's so generous, that gave me the breath in my lungs. This Jesus that gave his life. I don't know him. I don't have a relationship with him. Or maybe I should repair my relationship with him. If that is you, and you feel like, Jesus, I need you. I give you my life. I give you everything. If that is you, I want to ask you to put up your hand. If there's anyone here that says, Lord, even if I was lost, I'm coming back to you again. I see some hands. Guys, I'm going to ask you to be bold and come to the front. We want to pray for you. Those hands that came up, be bold. Let's pray for you because this is one of the best decisions you ever made. There was another hand there at the back somewhere. Let's applaud them. Well done, my brother. Well done, sister. I've got guys that's going to pray here with you. I'm going to quickly pray a short prayer. Nothing else is more important than what we're doing here right now. Let's pray for you. I'm going to ask you to repeat after me. I'm going to say some words, and I want you to pray with me. Lord Jesus, forgive me of all my sin. I was lost, but now I'm saved. I give you my life. I am found in you. From today, I'm changing my way. I make you Lord of my life. And I confess that you are my Savior. Amen. I want these beautiful people here that's going to pray with you. They're going to take you to that room now. I'm so glad to have you guys here. This is one of the best decisions you ever made. They're going to spend some time with you there. Then there's going to be another group. It's people that's saying, Lord, just like Murdoch said in his, in his preacher over there, your finances can be in rebellion against the Lord. And you might be here saying, Lord, I messed up. I could have been a better steward here. The enemy came and he steal, they stole. He destroyed. Where I should have been now, I'm not. If that is you, what are we going to worship? I want you to come to the front. If you need prayer for breakthrough in your finances, if you need prayer to, Lord, I, I just need discipline, Holy Spirit, I need you to guide me in the decisions. What do I need to do going forward? 
enough has been enough. The line has been pulled. Die streep is getrek, as, as Malcolm said last week. If you need Jesus to be Lord of your finances, we're going to pray for you for that. But for the rest of us, let's, let's worship. Let's go into worship.